live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. All right, so we will take your phone calls about absolutely anything. And then coming up, the Supreme Court making one of the most bizarre decisions I think (laughs) I've ever seen. It is laughable. We will get to that here in a moment. Uh, But first, Ryan is in Texas on the line to start things out here tonight. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, Ian, Wayne, and Mark. How are you doing today? Hey there. What's I just have a, a few things real quick. Um, I think it was a, a week or two ago that Mark said something about he never heard a, a banker say that he wanted all the Mexicans to come over. It was during a conspiracy theory call about illegal immigration or something. And I just have to say, I work for one of the major banks, so you can call me a banker, and, and I want all the Mexicans to come over. So, so you can't say that. You've never heard a banker say that anymore. There you go. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Um, you know, taking taking bills at the teller window doesn't count as uh, being a banker. Well, how many bankers have even, you talked to? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, a, not a teller. I'm, even a, if I'm you're, a corporate guy. Even if you're the guy, you know, running running the, the show on a, on a franchise level, I'm talking about, you know, big bankers is what how I was referring to. How many bankers have you heard from, Mark? You said you haven't heard any bankers saying that lately. Do you talk, talk to them very often? Is that the best you can come up with? I'm asking like that's your you. Confrontational where, where do crap? you get that? Where do you get that claim from that you've never even heard a banker say that? Um, the reason I was saying it was the guy was claiming that the bankers are trying to get us with the with the immigrants. They're in there with the pitchforks, poking them in their butts, getting them to come <laughs> across the border, and they're not because it's a ludicrous claim. And you know. The gentleman here is, uh, of course, works at a bank, and he, he would like to welcome people to this country, and I, I pr- totally appreciate that. But, but you know, know what? I have a quick question for the caller. Um, have you ever been to the Bohemian Grove? I have not. Oh, what so question you, is that? So you ain't diddly for a banker, then. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, Ryan, anything else you uh, want to share tonight? I've been to the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Does that <laughs> Thanks, no. Ryan. I appreciate the call. Only Thank if you. they have Al gods. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. We go to the uh, unscreened amp lines. Hello there. Hey, Ian. How you doing? Hey, Curtis. What's going on tonight? Curtis Calling, uh, co-host of the show, also uh, the organizer of the Porcupine, one of the organizers of the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010, coming up in mere weeks. I spotted you online and said, uh, hey, man, there's been a lot of exciting news about the Pork Fest. You've been busy posting it all over Facebook. I figured it'd be a good idea to have you sort of post it on the air here. Absolutely. Well, uh, we got our closing speaker squared away. It's ex-governor Gary Johnson. Oh, boy. Now, who, is, a big one. who is Gary Johnson for our listeners that uh, that don't know? Former governor of uh, New Mexico. Um, he, he was real independent. He's got a lot of um, uh, credits to his name as tenure governor, cutting taxes, cutting spending, stuff like that, balancing budget and whatnot. Um, he's a 50... He, he's the honorary chairman of a 501c4 right now, so... He, he'll go out of his way to tell you that he can't say he's gearing up for a run for president in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> he's also very anti-war on drugs, too. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's where, that's has, the context uh, I first heard of Gary Johnson was back uh, years ago when I was volunteering for the uh, the Libertarian Party. He was kind of a, the buzz at one point because he, he's – I don't know how long he's been out against the war on drugs, but it seems like it's been a while. I believe he came out. Um, I want to say during his first term as governor, and a lot of people thought it was going to cost him the re-election. Mm. Um, 
but he stuck it out did eight years and did a wonderful job as governor. Right on. So he'll be wrapping so, the event up on Sunday. Yes. We've also got him as the guest moderator for the old school goes to pot debate between Rich Paul and Matt Simon. Oh, that'll be amazing. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit more about what that is. Okay, well, it's it's kind of, uh, um, I guess it's kind of an inside joke, whatnot. It's inside the community here, there's um, two pretty visible efforts to, um, let's say, stop marijuana arrests. I'd say that's where the, the, the two efforts coincide. And... Um, and the efforts have been, you know, through the legal system, through the political system, trying to pass legislation. Um, and that would be Matt Simon with NH Compassion and NH Cares. And then there's been kind of a, uh, I'm sure most of the listeners are familiar with it, this kind of um, unplanned, impromptu protests that became very popular, these 420 celebrations. Um which are but just people going out in public place and acting free and, and standing up for their for their rights. Right, it's people smoking cannabis in uh, in public on a daily basis in Keene, New Hampshire, and, and you're right, it has been incredibly successful. What happened uh, as a result of that was that there's been some kind of bad blood uh, between the two camps, uh, and I don't know if it's a, it's an inside joke because I think some some feelings well, were hurt and some people dissolved friendships uh, as a result of this, but. Essentially, yeah. the, the political activists uh, got a real hair up their butt about the fact that uh, some of the uh, civil disobedience were out doing f- the 420 celebrations, and you're bringing them together for a, a debate? Yeah, well, see, that's the inside joke part, is, is any time the, the civil disobedience and the politicos kind of go at odds, the, the, the civil dis always ends up as the whipping boy, so that's what I refer to as the inside joke Who ends there. up as the whipping boy? You're kind of faded out there for a moment. Oh, the civ dis crowd. Ah, gotcha. Civil disobedience. They're they're always being blamed for the politicos, you know, shortcomings or perceived shortcomings. So it's all going to be laid out to bear. Uh, the the gloves will be taken off, and there will be a debate at the Porcupine Freedom Festival between the sort of the the more visible heads of uh, of both. Camps. Well, I hope the gloves stay on in the form of uh, civility. Um, but I think that it's I, I'm very interested in what the, the two sides have to say on this one. Yeah, and you say Gary Johnson, the uh, former governor of uh, New Mexico, the anti-drug war, uh, anti-prohibition governor, uh, will be the moderator. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, special guest referee. Right on. So, uh, Porkfest twenty. Porkfest2010.com. Hey, by the way, uh, Curtis, Porkfest.com, the other website, it still lists the, I guess, the early bird discount on the front page. You might want to, uh, to update that or, or redirect it to Porkfest2010.com because that's the main site. It's got a forum. Uh, it's a way for people to get in touch with other individuals who are going to be attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But what are their uh, announcements? Because you've got a couple, uh, at least one other speaker that I think is pretty exciting. Yeah, Larkin Rose is going to be there. He actually... Um this this is just a testament to how awesome Porkfest is as an event. No one uh, got around to reaching out to him. He just wanted to show up. No, oh, wow. Well, um, he is a Free State Project he, participant. Is he? I'm, I'm not aware of who is who is. So yes, it's a secret list. Larkin wrote. Well, I mean, yeah. he's been on our program, and uh, we we've talked about it. So yes, he absolutely is uh, a participant. In fact, I believe he actually owns property in New Hampshire, although has not made yet uh, yet made this his permanent home. So who knows? I don't think he's been to a pork fest before, so this may be a real motivating factor in getting him to move, make the move up here sooner rather than later. What will be will he be talking about? Yeah, he's giving a talk that I'm really excited about. It's um, calling it "Man the Lifeboats," and it's basically saying that. Um, 
we need to, you know, accept reality. We can't, you know, save this ship. We can't save everybody. We need to, you know, uh, do what we can to save ourselves and, and, you know, live freely. I love it. And That's going to be about, great. About an hour long talk. Yeah, it's going to be pretty nice. So now do we know if uh, Gary Johnson is just going to be showing up for the Sunday or uh, also Larkin Rose? Will he be there all weekend? What's, what's the plan there? Gary will be there Thursday to Sunday. Wow. Um, I believe it's Thursday to Sunday, yeah. That's, I have to say, that's, that's, that's kind of impressive. I, and I'm not somebody who's easily impressed by politicians. And I don't know if, is he current? Well, like you said, he may be running for office uh, in 2012, but I'm not somebody who's easily impressed. But normally, when a politician comes to an event, they swoop in, they arrive in their SUV yeah. or their limo, they step out, they, uh, they do the appearance that they're scheduled to do, you know, lock down all the camera access and make sure that only the people that are there can see them. And they come in and they, uh, they do their speech and then they swoop back out uh, into their SUV and they uh, you know, drive off into the distance to actually have one of them mingling with literally a crowd full of voluntarists and minarchists and really liberty-oriented people for an entire weekend, I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, we don't want to turn pork fest into uh, some giant straw poll. So there were some uh, criteria we laid down. Oh, so you you made it so he had to be there the whole weekend? Well, <laughs> interesting. Can I come back after the break? Yeah, sure. Hang on. More with Curtis. Uh, Porkfest2010.com. Get registered. Get signed up. Hundreds of liberty-minded people together camping out in the woods in New Hampshire. It's a great time. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are for free. And those features include our live streams. We've got a couple of them. We've got a broadband version as well as a dial-up version. Plus, you can even get listen lines, phone number that allows you to call in via any phone that can dial long distance, listening around the clock, listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Remember the old song line there, ain't no cure for the summertime blues? Well, for me this year, it just won't be true, since I found New Zealand's Nature Bee. And here's Mike Buck all the way from Hawaii to explain. Hello there, Free Talk Live. You know, here's the explanation. The fact is, good nutrition means a healthier mind and body. That gives you the energy that you want, better sleep and concentration. Big old boost your whole system. You take the two golden capsules of Nature Bee. You get every vitamin, amino, mineral, and antioxidant body needs. Chase away those summertime blues. But how will people know that Nature Bee is actually working, Mike? Yeah, that's a good one. Shortly after you start taking Nature Bee, you'll notice you're getting a much better quality sleep at night. Then things like silkier hair, clearer skin, even stronger fingernails. Fingers are looking better, and you'll have heaps more energy. Well, as you know, um, I'm, I'm in, and, and now how can our listeners, how can they be in, too, with Nature Bee? See, that's the easy part. Right now you get a whopping six-month supply of Nature Bee, the best supplement on Earth, which is ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. 
We're going to bonus free talk live listeners three extra months for free right to your door with a little delivery fee when you make the toll-free call to New Zealand. 1-866-834-8355. Come on now, light them up. 1-866-834-8355. Or online, you bet, Nature B-E-E. That's naturebee.com. Okay, everyone, that number once again is 866-834-8355. Be like me. Call your order in now at naturebee.com. That's naturebee.com. All right, let's continue here. Curtis is with us, uh, Sovereign Curtis, on the line here calling from uh, lovely New Hampshire, of course, because you're here. You're, pro- you are, uh, you're, you're busily promoting the exciting 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival happening June 24th through the 27th, so it's just weeks away. Uh, what's the exact day countdown, Curtis? Are you, uh, you keeping track? Three weeks. Three weeks from uh, from this uh, from this week, so you'll be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. If you're registered, you don't want to just show up the day of because it's going to cost you an extra five bucks. So go in advance, and it helps us because uh, then you know the Free State Project knows how many people are expected to show up. Head over to Porkfest2010.com, get your registration in, get signed up for some of the uh, the special occasions like Michael Badnarik, who's going to be doing a Constitution class. Is that Thursday, Curtis? Uh, so Michael Badnarik, the former Libertarian Party presidential candidate, Free State Project participant, he'll be giving an eight-hour session on the Constitution for those of you who are into the constitutional thing. Uh, how close are you to being uh, sold uh, as far as the amount of tickets you need to get Michael to the event? Um, I think we've got a dozen left. So another dozen people, and that will lock in his appearance. What about Mark, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land? He's giving an eight-hour class uh, on the you know the crazy judicial uh, system or scam whatever you want to call it, uh, he'll be uh, there on Friday. How close are you there? What what do you need to uh, to get to? Um, we need one more ticket to scare him, but we got room for another dozen basically. Awesome. All right, so you can be the last person to uh, to guarantee that Mark Stevens, who by the way will hang out all weekend long, is that the same uh, same true for Michael Bandarek? Uh No, he's got to go somewhere on Friday, so oh, he'll bummer. be coming in Thursday and leaving. All right, well, Mark Stevens will be there all weekend long, as I understand it, so uh, get signed up for that. That's one of the options over at PorkFest2010.com. You just broke the news tonight, uh, Curtis, that uh, that uh, some other interesting personalities will be there. Gary Johnson, former governor of New Mexico, widely known in the Liberty Circles as a very, princ- uh, you know, from what I understand, very principled anti-drug war person, someone who is, uh, who is against prohibition, who came out during his political career. And I guess his political career isn't over, apparently. And he's going to be there all weekend, which was a surprise to me. And it was apparently part of the contract. You were going to, I guess, explicate a bit more on that? Well, yeah. Let me just, I didn't lay down the hammer or anything. We just let him know that, you know, Porkfest is like an in state thing, um, you know, the reasoning behind the event. And we didn't, we really didn't want to turn into some, you know, straw poll in five years where everyone tried to show up, and, you know, curry people's face. Yeah, that would be awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I also let them know that, you know, if we were to do this, it'd be nice if they could come all weekend and, you know, actually talk to people individually, you know, be part of the community, basically. Mm. I love and it. They were absolutely down for both of those. So it wasn't like I said, you got to do it this way. This right. way that's the way we want to do it. That's cool, man. I'm glad so, that uh, I, I'm really impressed by that. And that uh, that that makes me really want to have him on the show. I mean, I would have had him on the show anyway, just to talk to him about the drug war. Uh, but hopefully well, let me since- do one more one more attaboy for him, because. They had the Northeast scheduled for, you know, this block of time anyway to come here and talk to people. And they, they had Porkfest at the top of their short list of places they wanted to go while they were in the Northeast. Porkfest is an incredibly uh, awesome destination. It was an easy sell, yeah. 
Yeah. There are a lot of people that are signed up on Facebook to be attending. You've got over 400 registrations now that have actually uh, prepaid. Is that right? Almost 500. Almost 500 people have registered in advance. Is my understanding the, uh, the, camp, uh, the camp sites themselves are sold out, but there are also extra camping areas in other places uh, on the, the, camp, uh, the campgrounds like uh, RV. What, what's the camping situation right now? What's the availability? Yeah, the official campsites are sold out, but what they have is RV sites. They've got probably four times as many RV sites as campsites, which are just rectangular-shaped campsites, all really uniform. And uh, most of them still have tree cover, but so those are still available, and they'll be rented at the uh, campsite rate for water and electric, which is like $27 a night, uh, minus 10% when you mention Portsmouth. Are the hotel rooms sold out? Hotels sold out. The cabins are sold out. The park wow. models are sold out. Yeah, the get your registrations in as soon as possible. That otherwise, is so you're going to be awesome. At, otherwise, you're going to be at a hotel down the road somewhere. And there are hotels. Oh, down that the happens road. to people. Absolutely yeah. happens to people. Now, how does this compare to last year? As far as attendance. Yes. Well, there was a little bit difference done with the under 18 crowd last year, but at this point, we can definitively say we've sold more tickets than um, we sold last year. Awesome. Congratulations on that. And we still, as you said, are three weeks out. So still plenty of time to get your registrations taken care of in advance, lock your campsite in. And uh, so, so okay, so Larkin Rose is also showing up. He's going to be doing an hour-long speech, hanging out presumably all weekend, yes? Yes, exactly. That is fantastic. He's one of the, uh, I think I think he's a, 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 an incredible activist, a man who has actually uh, gone to jail for his beliefs about uh, the, the federal income tax. We've had him on this program in the past. Anything else that's hot and fresh that you want to get out there tonight, Curtis? Jordan Page will be performing live. Who is that? Jordan Page is an activist musician. You can check him out on YouTube. He's got some really great acoustic music and other, other stuff. Um, now, he's not the only one. Aren't there several bands? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Fagan. I said everyone else seems to know who he is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, I'm not into the music scene. But aren't there several bands that are playing uh, at Pork? I mean, isn't Hannah going to be playing? And one of our if listeners... I had to take, if I had to take a guess, I'd say there's something like 50 musicians signed up to jam. Wow, that's incredible. But it's not my area of expertise, so that's just a guess. But there's been that much positive uh, feedback from people who want to come and, you know, participate that... I think we'll have three three nights of live music, no problem. So much is happening. The CD Evolution Fund is putting on a scavenger hunt, as I understand it. That is uh, in its, uh, I guess, planning stages right now. There's uh, just a a load of things to do listed over at porkfest2010.com. The uh, the official schedule is pretty much up, as I understand it. And uh, people can go there. They can get registered and get on board. What is it? Is it 25 bucks to get registered, Curtis? Right now, it's $25. $25 until the day of, right? So if you show up then, it's 30 bucks at the door? Correct. All right. Hey, thanks for the updates tonight. Appreciate it. Porkfest2010.com. Porkfest with a C, 2010.com. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Our bulletin board system is there with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Everything from serious issues to silly nonsense. You'll find it all, and it's virtually unmoderated, so do use your discretion at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. I said we've got the story about this very bizarre Supreme Court decision. CNN Justice reporting at CNN.com. If criminal suspects fail to invoke their right to remain silent, they have waived that right, according to the Supreme Court's uh, divided ruling on Tuesday. Well, I, you know, and, and I've read this and I, I'm, I'm still a little stuck. What does invoking your right to remain silent mean? I mean, it sounds clearly, to me like it's I am invoking my right to remain silent. You could you could interpret it that way. And I, I want to know more about this. I haven't read it thoroughly, but um, I and, suppose you could write it down if you wanted to. I suppose you could just not speak. I mean, I'm invoking my right to remain silent by not speaking. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense because obviously if you aren't using your right to remain silent, you don't have it. Well, let's get it clear here. According to the story, the high court upheld the murder conviction of a man who did not verbally assert his right to remain silent. So apparently if you're a mute, uh, you can't verbally, you wouldn't be able to verbally, uh, do anything. But, but if he did, if he did that though, did he say something later on that, uh, um, that incriminated him in the case? I don't know. We might find that out here. Uh, in a 5-4 ruling, the court said the suspect must tell officers explicitly that he or she is asserting that right. So I guess that means you have to tell every single government uh, officer that comes in front of you? Because, no, the arresting officer. Well, it says you have to tell officers. Any, any government officer that asks you a question, whether it's in jail or an arresting officer or anybody. Yeah, they uh, can all use it against you. You would have to but tell them But then if you that. tell them that, you're not silent anymore. That's the point of this. That's why this is so ludicrous. <laughs> It's kind of cool being silent, just being quiet. I agree with that. Known as the Miranda rights, the famous constitutional right to remain silent and right to talk to a lawyer before answering any questions are among the well-known warnings. All criminal suspects must be given upon arrest, which is not true. Uh, You do not have to be given the Miranda warnings upon arrest. And this uh, journalist really blew that big factoid. Yeah. Uh, The... When you're arrested, they have no obligation to tell you that. It's only when they're asking you questions that they supposedly have to uh, to read you your Miranda rights. If they're not going to ask you any, uh, if they're not going to interrogate you, they don't have to do anything. So if they arrest you and they don't ask you questions, and you're in the back of the police car, all of a sudden blabbing out that singing like a bird, I'm so yeah. sorry, blah blah blah. Right, right. Well, that, that's all admissible. Plenty of people do that, I imagine, too. Yes, and then later on, they find out about the Miranda rights. Hey, you didn't read me my rights. You have to throw all that out. No, we don't. So that's uh, they really got that one wrong at CNN.com. Anyway, we'll continue here with their report. The conservative court has generally been supportive in recent years when police challenges to Miranda rights have been raised. A suspect who has received and understood the Miranda warnings and has not invoked his Miranda rights waives the right to remain silent by making an uncoerced statement to police. Uh, Chester Van Chester Tompkins was convicted of a January 10th, 2000 murder outside a shopping mall in Southfield, Michigan. He fled the scene but was arrested about a year later in Ohio. 
local police began what turned out to be a three-hour interrogation with Tompkins at first forced to read aloud part of a copy of constitutional rights derived from the original Miranda case that went before the Supreme Court in 1966. The five rights included the warning, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. The right to decide at any time before or during questioning to use your right to remain silent. Tompkins refused to sign the form, and there was strong disagreement over whether he verbally confirmed he understood them. He remained mostly silent during questioning, but later implicated himself in the shooting. He was later convicted of first-degree murder and other offenses. The court majority sided with the police's version of the events, which isn't surprising. Uh, The Judge Kennedy concluded that Tompkins did not say that he wanted to remain silent or that he did not want to talk to the police. Had he made either of these simple, unambiguous statements, he would have invoked his right to cut off questioning. Well, I don't think the right to remain silent is the same as a right to cut off questioning. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. Now, I'm no legal scholar. Uh, and I clearly this guy does this for uh, for his uh, for his living. But it would seem to me that if a cop tells you he starts asking you questions and or rather gives you the Miranda warning, starts asking you questions and you talk to him uh, or rather you refuse to uh, to talk to him or you even say to him that uh, I'm going to invoke my right to remain silent, that uh, that wouldn't necessarily stop them from asking you questions. Yeah, but I mean, what kind of questioning is going on when a guy's not answering? Well, here he did neither, according to uh, Kennedy, so he did not invoke his right to remain silent. His views were supported by others on the court. The federal appeals court agreed with Tompkins that his confession should be thrown out, but the high court reversed that decision. In a sharp dissent, Justice Sotomayor called the court's ruling a major retreat from protections against self-incrimination guaranteed by the original Miranda warning, saying criminal suspects must now unambiguously invoke their right to remain silent, which counterintuitively requires them to speak. She gets that one. At the same time, suspects will be legally presumed to have waived their rights. She's a liberal shill. Even if they've given no clear expression of their intent to do so. Those results, in my view, find no basis in Miranda or our subsequent cases and are inconsistent with the fair trial principles on which those precedents are grounded. Yeah, somebody's going to have to have a stern talking to to that lady. Sotomayor said the Tompkins ruling turns Miranda upside down. Tompkins had implicated himself after police asked if he believed in God. After replying yes, officers then asked, Do you pray to God to forgive you for shooting that boy down? Asking about the victim, Samuel Morris, the court transcript said Tompkins replied yes and turned away, but later refused to make a written confession. So the Supreme Court has ruled that now if you are in police custody and you wish to remain silent, that you must speak. Does it get any more crazy than that? Any more double speakish than that? I mean, how? what kind of a bizarro world is this? Well, they really can't uh, force you to. I mean, it's it's a pointless ruling because there's nothing that you can do. I mean, the guys didn't get in trouble before not speaking. He got in trouble for speaking. That's right. And so clearly, it's always a good idea to not uh, to not speak to the police. What is it? Where are you going? Well, with? I'm just saying that you know, the the ruling doesn't matter. Okay, it was kind of the question. If you don't I was want to speak to the police. Before. You don't speak to the police. Right. Is is if he just even if he didn't invoke his right to remain silent, if he just remained silent and didn't say yes to that question, it wouldn't have been a problem. But because he spoke and said yes, then he he incriminated himself there because he didn't uh, sure. remain silent. No, I, under, I understand where you guys are coming from, but if you if what you're saying is this is not important, why would the Supreme Court even look at this case? 
I don't know. It seems to me um, that it's I, – I don't know in particular, and I don't understand exactly how they're ruling on this. I, I don't get it entirely. It, it seems to me you've got the right to remain silent because uh, how can they take it away from you? you know, I suppose I, they could beat it out of you. I suppose they, they could, could torture you, but th- then at that point it did it, the the um, it did say without coercion. So if they don't beat it out of you, then you have the right to remain silent. I also wonder if you actually invoked your right to remain silent, and then they started talking with you, and they kind of tricked you into talking. Whether that would be a way to trip them up, so maybe maybe that's what it's about. Is that once you say I'm exercising my right to remain silent, you know, um, they could theoretically try to trick you into into saying a word like yes mm-hmm. for, uh, to a question like that so maybe uh maybe that's what it's really about and and i mean there, there's always if if you feel like it's getting a little heated there there's always this uh, wonderful line that works every time hey i know you're not a donut jockey because i asked to see my lawyer and you're not my lawyer now go get my lawyer <laughs> And, and put that taser away. Every time, every time you say it, there's nothing they can do when you say that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. Hear I know from- you're not talking to me because I asked to see my lawyer, and that would mean that my lawyer was talking to me. You must be my lawyer. I, I love that, Mark. That's great. I would love to hear from some of our lawyerly type listeners. Uh, maybe some people that are legal eagles. What do you think about this Supreme Court decision? Is it kind of pointless, like Mark was suggesting there? 800-259-9231. Because I understand where you're coming from, Mark, with, with what you're saying. Uh, but I just don't know about that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Your speculation is welcome. Or you can bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Uh, all the features on the site are free, so do enjoy those. Uh, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and get, it, uh, get this program on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Uh, so head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal or some alternative option at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, Wayne and Mark joining us tonight, uh, joining me tonight here in the studio, and we will take your phone calls about anything coming up. In fact, right now, more absurdities. This one from Indiana. Buying a beer? Have your ID ready. I got, by the way, this story from the front page and actually, the last one as well about the Supreme Court from the front page of freetalklive.com, which actually our website allows you to suggest show prep to us so we can know what you want to hear talked about on this program. Uh, you can go and submit your own show prep suggestions. It's free, of course. You just go plug it into the system. The system checks to see if it's already there. If so, it brings it up for you and you can vote on it. Uh, if it's not there, it adds it to the system and then other people can vote on whether they like it or not. And the most popular uh, the most popular items make it to the front page of our web our website. I'm very interested in the story you're going to read here. The shocking news that someone might ask you for an ID if you order beer. 
Yeah, here it is. Leonard Washington said making sure he has his proper identification is the last thing on his mind when heading to the liquor store. The 56-year-old Lafayette resident thanks his gray hair and wrinkles for keeping most of his trips for beer, wine, uh, beer and wine short and sweet. He said, I think it's safe to say I didn't just turn 21, and they're pretty sure I'm not going to pull out a fake ID. I'm an old man, so they tend to leave me alone. As long as I have enough cash on me, I'm in and out. However, Washington and other residents who become accustomed to picking up alcohol without first showing their ID will soon be forced to break the habit, thanks to a recently passed mandatory carding law. Starting July 1st, any licensed server selling alcohol for off-premise consumption will be required to card all Hoosiers, regardless of how old they look. This is going to be great. That means that all retailers, from supermarkets to packaged liquor stores, will be turning away customers without identification. Yeah, you know, this is... I I, I never fault the the functionary... The, you didn't the, see this one coming, though, the did you? The clerk... Uh, I was a little, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, okay. Um, the clerk that requires my ID because I know that their butts on the line. They, for whatever reason, the government has decided right. we're going to find that person. In some states, this is so, and I believe it's they'll so. arrest them. I think. Yeah, they'll do awful things to that person if they, uh, for whatever reason, you know, sell to somebody who's underage. One of the problems is though, if you ask somebody who's obviously over the age of twenty-one for their ID and then they can't produce it, at that point, I believe it becomes illegal to sell to them. Um, whether whereas it wasn't illegal uh, if you didn't ask for the ID and they were over twenty-one. You understand the, the difficulty? From, yeah. um, so I, I don't generally blame those people. I, I, sure. look, I just want my beer, whatever. Um, They're just victims of, a, of obedience in the system. But this is really pretty silly. The idea that you have to card everyone, that nobody without an ID can buy beer. It doesn't matter how old you are. It matters whether you have the ID or not. Yeah, isn't that? It's kind of intimidating and scary from kind of a governmental control perspective because right now if you are one who wants to uh, exist kind of outside the system or even if you're just homeless or something like that uh you may not have a government identification card maybe you don't drive you know you you don't have a car you you hitchhike everywhere or you walk or you take the the bus or whatever. i've met people like this I, absolutely it, it, it amazes me but well, uh, especially in urban areas i mean if you think about it uh it here in Keene, New Hampshire, which is not the most urban areas, but it's very uh, not the most of urban area, but it's uh, it's incredibly small, so it's easy to bike and, and walk about. There are a lot of people around here who don't have uh, cars, and so what's the need for a government ID? Well, now you have to have one in Indiana if you want to buy alcohol, which means that everybody who uh, you know shows up at a liquor store. Who didn't know about this is going to be getting a real rude wake-up call, and anybody that doesn't have a government ID is all of a sudden going to have a reason to go out and jump through whatever hoops they put up to go out and get this government ID, meaning more fingerprints on record or whatever it is they require in Indiana. If it's one of those real ID kind of uh, states, it may be fairly onerous to get one of these government uh, IDs. Uh, that they'd have to go out and submit their personal biometric information to the government, the, their photograph and, uh, and any kind of personal details. and I mean, Birth certificates? Can you get a government ID without a birth certificate? How many homeless people? I don't can- think you can. It's hard. It's really difficult now to get a driver's license without all your papers getting in order. Well, no, it's not. It's not necessarily driver's license, right? Because some some states have just government ID. Sure. To where if sure. you you know you can't drive but you still want to go and buy alcohol, you might need to have one of these government IDs. But remember, ten years ago, you could go to the airport, didn't have to show ID to get on the plane. 
And now you've got to show an ID to get sure. to, to to check in. So this is just one more place. So to show your papers. So they've got they've got you at the airports, but not everybody flies. So now in uh, Indiana, this is going to affect a tremendous amount of the population. If you think about it, I mean, because Americans far and wide, you know, high ages, uh, high ages to very young ages, drink alcohol. And, yeah, okay, it's certainly the case that you can have somebody go buy your alcohol for you. So that will be one way around this. You know, you'll you'll have somebody who you know that can go and take care of this if you don't have uh, one of these government There's always IDs. Mr. Beer. But the, what is that, a delivery service? <laughs> no, it's a, <laughs> it's a brew-your-own kit. Oh, neat. Uh, so, yeah, there are, there are going to be other ways around this, of course. And clearly, uh, yeah, outside the, uh, the marketplace, kind of gray market, uh, beer brewing and sales and uh, bathtub gin and things like that might be uh, solutions here. But And I wonder about the enforcement of this. It, it's one thing to ask, to, to, to demand that people show their ID. But, you know, when you're talking about at bars that are used to seeing particular people come in, they know who's who. Yeah, do they have to ask every single time? Do they, yeah, do they every beer every time? That's and a good question. What's the penalty if I don't ask when when my bar when I know my bar pa- patron is not some kid? Let's get a little further then and find out more from jconline.com. Anyone who fails to check for ID during a check for yeah, check for ID uh, during a transaction can a transaction. be cited with a criminal misdemeanor. That's crazy. This uh, is crazy. So yeah, all retailers from supermarkets to packaged liquor stores will be turning away customers without ID. Restaurants, bars, and other businesses where patrons consume alcohol on site are not affected by the change. Okay. So you can sit down at a bar and you can order a drink, but you cannot with, without showing ID if you look old enough. But you cannot walk into the grocery store, the liquor store, or the convenience store and purchase alcohol without showing identification. In anticipation of the new rules, many Lafayette area retailers have already rolled out new mandatory carding procedures. According to the director of the Drug-Free Coalition of Tippecanoe County, we appreciate their commitment to ensure that every person that purchases alcohol does so legally. It may be a bit of an adjustment. These minor in- this minor inconvenience of showing identification will help ensure that we keep alcohol out of the hands of minors. Is that really their justification for this? Are are you kidding me? I mean, that do they expect people to believe that that's the reasoning for this? Is that really what they the, what they think? You know, what's really funny is the people, the politicians who say stuff like that. What you'll find out is a few months later, you'll find out they had some big party at their house and where they were feeding kids. teenagers yeah. alcohol. So typical. So typical. But but it seems like now now maybe I'm just being conspiratorial here, you know, because maybe this was proposed by some. Mothers against drunk driving types, the busybodies. Uh, maybe it was proposed by them as a way to finally stamp out those, uh, you know, those twenty-one-year-olds that look like they're fifty. What? I mean, it seems so clear to me that this is a a plot to put more government identification cards in the hands of uh, of Indian Indianans. That's that's what it seems to me. Because how it ludicrous. It, yeah, it just seems like it's, it's trying to make the, the process of buying alcohol and beer more difficult, is what it seems like to me. Because, There's that, too. Okay. Yeah, that, the, the, America still has this idea. Prohibitionist. Yeah, it is. There's, there are dry counties in this yeah. nation. And this is just, a, to me, a step on that road. The intention is, is to, well, you know, it's just that much more difficult. You forgot your ID at home? Well, you can't buy beer today.
It's it's just so annoying. As she says, I mean, can you imagine what it's going to be like for the adult going out in the parking lot, finding some other adult, say, hey, look, man, <laughs> I forgot my ID at home. Could you do me a favor? Um, here's 20 bucks. Buy me a case of yep. Mick Light, um, and, yep. and you can keep the change, dude. I mean, how, how utterly stupid and embarrassing. I fully expect our community to support this initiative. Yeah, I don't, I don't support it, and I imagine there are people like me there. Yeah, but they'll go along with it because it's the only way they're going to be able to get their alcohol. Well, yeah, well, that, right. That, what does uh, fully support mean? <laughs> not not p- burn you an effigy <laughs> on t- town square? Uh, apparently some of the uh, Indiana Petroleum Marketers and Convenience Store Association uh, folks voluntarily implemented a mandatory carding policy in all affiliated shops. They've been, throughout the state, they've been carding their customers for months Your thoughts on this. Are you in Indiana? Can you share your your thoughts? This is a first, I have to say. I don't think this kind of law exists anywhere else. I could be wrong. More coming up. Hour number two is on the way. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free at 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Now, all the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those. And uh, the main feature of the site actually allows you to submit show prep suggestions to the, the program. You just go in and uh, create a free account, and then you can submit anything you want. Other listeners can vote on it, and the most popular items make it to the top of our website. And one of those items tonight is the one of the most absurd stories, uh, I think, of the year. And, and this is follow, to follow another absurd story tonight where we talked about the Supreme Court saying that you have to verbally invoke your right to remain silent little confusing. Anyway, but the story we're on right now, and I want to continue it just to get some of the Indianans' thoughts, the Hoosiers, I guess, uh, their thoughts about this new rule, this new uh, regulation there that the Drug-Free Coalition is so excited about. And that is that every single retailer, everyone who sells alcohol, whether it be beer or hard liquor, so liquor stores, convenience stores, grocery stores, all of those business people, every single cash register operator must card every single person who wants to purchase alcohol. And I presume, I'm going to presume that that also means you must, you must card everyone who is accompanying him. Because in recent, uh, recent years, there have been new policies added 
that uh, new, there have been new policies added that uh, you know make it so that these cashiers have to card everybody. So if you're walking through a, a cash register line and you've got a, pa- a six pack of beer and there's somebody with you, they get carded because well they could be 17 and you could be buying that for them. Uh, as though that's going to somehow stop that sort of behavior. Yeah, and they're they're very ambiguous about the way they um you know do that. If you go through the well, for one, I've got a child, and I have gone I, just this weekend. I went through the cash register line with a two year old and a case of beer. Mm-hmm. They so didn't they, card me. Well, wait, wait. They oh, should they, have carded they, Jack. Actually, they didn't card me at all, but they did not card Jack either. Right. Are you buying that liquor for that boy? You're right. So at what at what year? <laughs> just like that. Well, that's what I want to know. Is is at what year? And I've always found I've always found this absurd. So from the moment I first discovered it, I was absolutely shocked and outraged by it. Uh, but it never made sense to me. If you're a a mother in her thirties, her, her late thirties with a son who's ten, are you allowed to buy alcohol? Under that rule, that the, under that system that says yeah. that everyone must have ID. And sure, show you just lock ID. him in the car. But uh, really, I mean, when will <laughs> they stop son. you? No, no. At what age will they say, no, I can't serve you this? Because only at, at only a certain age can someone even get an ID. You can only get an ID in most places at age you know, 15 or 16. So if you're with your 13-year-old and you're in your 40s, you know, you're in your 40s, does that mean you can't buy alcohol? So that's that's an old ludicrous rule. Now they're adding on an additional ludicrous rule, and that is that everybody has to show ID. And I presume that also means everyone who's with you, everyone in the party, would also have to show ID. So that's the new rule. And what do people in Indiana have to say about that? Well, JC Online from uh, Lafayette, West Lafayette, is continuing their story here. According to Katie Travis, program director for the Drug Free Coalition. Walgreens and Target have also had similar rules already in place. They're talking about how uh, some of the convenience store chains have implemented this months in advance in anticipation that that it was going to pass. She said that Ron Culp, owner of Elmwood Liquors in Lafayette, has been treating May as a consumer education period. Travis says all Elmwood Liquors employees have been uh, speaking to customers about the upcoming changes before they start carding everyone on June 1st. You know what the cops are going to be doing here shortly? They're going to be making you show an ID. It doesn't matter how old you are. Isn't that crazy? She said, we just hope... There's your education for you. We just hope that people go into the change with a positive attitude. (laughs) Because it doesn't... They might as well. (laughs) When the cashier asks them for ID, we want them to hand it over with a smile and understand it's not the cashier's fault. Right, because the, the the bureaucrats, absolutely true. The politicians made the cashier do it. The cashier's as much of a victim in this circumstance as yep. you are. It's so sad. Tom Ebert, 32, of Lafayette, said after buying a beer from the local uh, village pantry, said, I'm used to it now. I usually stop in and grab stuff here. Makes me feel like a kid again, so I have no problem with them checking. I know they have to do their jobs. For others, the new rule is enough to keep them out of the liquor store. Washington said, I just don't see the point. Some of the employees recognize me after coming in so much. Now these people who know me are going to card me? And for what? So, yeah, it does sound like they are carding anybody, even if they're a good regular customer that uh, that they know. Carding me isn't keeping beer away from underage drinkers, he said. Of course, he's absolutely right. The I'll idea just find that- another way. Of course, the idea that well, I mean, most of the people who are buying under most of the people who are buying underage are usually buying through a proxy, and then that's just my experience. They're usually buying through a proxy because that's how I easier. did it when I was in high school. Right, it's easier to do that than to procure a fake ID. I like a 
six pack of butts, sir. And you know, you have to deal with that I too, don't know yeah. how it was. I, I I know that what they say now is that it's easier to find marijuana than it is to find alcohol. And it was when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I, it probably were was when you were in high school, Ian. I Wayne, I don't know, but <laughs> it's I, too long ago. I don't remember. I never really had trouble with either one. <laughs> well, it's just a matter of you know, yeah. Who who is it easy for? And I think that that I, you know, I just I think this is all foolish. Jerry Mull, assistant manager at Eastway Liquor, said he expects uh, expects some customers to resist at first. He said, what's going to happen is, beginning, people see it as a little bit of a nuisance, but then it'll become second nature. We already card a lot of people in their 40s and 50s, so we absolutely support the new law. Mull said the shop takes carding seriously and recognizes clerks that always ask for ID. He said, we've had the drug-free coalition come in here several times, and we've never failed their tests. We commend our people for doing it. We even have plaques up for people who card customers. You're a good, obedient little uh, employee. You good little cog. (laughs) (laughs) And this is how, you know, this is is an important thing for them to do, those who wish to control to do, uh, in order to get this implemented with the the minimum of fuss, is to make it as positive as possible. Oh, you'll get used. I know, I know, Mr. Jenkins. It is hard. It is difficult. And we are so sorry, but our... Our hands are tied. Yes, we did support the bill, but our hands are tied, and uh, I'm so sorry. You're just going to have to get used. To it. We know you're not going to quit drinking, right? So. Really, that's what it all comes down to. Is you, can, Mr. Jenkins, liking it is an option. <laughs> you know, showing your ID and getting alcohol. You know, showing your ID not an option if you want alcohol. So you know, you can grumble about it all you want. It doesn't really matter. A couple of uh, residents in Lafayette did not realize uh, that carding wasn't already a law. They said they usually purchase alcohol from stores like Walmart and Target. Uh, they claim that I can't even remember not having my ID checked. I always keep it in my hand along with my debit card. It takes two seconds to show it and move on. It's always easy in the police state. It's just so easy. A little, Just a little inconvenience here or there. The thing is that what they don't think about is the significance of this the significance not the, not only in the significance of the lost time because yeah okay it's two seconds well it's not really two seconds because they have to actually check the id and it probably takes a little more than two seconds for them to read that you you don't uh, really most people don't think about the aggregate and and of how much time is wasted on aggregate of all of the people across indiana or across the country that are spending their time their precious time showing identification to some clerk in this futile attempt to uh, to stop uh, young people from purchasing or consuming alcohol it's billions it's probably millions of hours yeah i don't know if the man hours is a uh, is a, is a it's particularly not persuasive I don't yeah think. it's not a particularly good argument however it's true what the it to some extent but uh, i think that the best argument is look now it is illegal if you go to the store it was at one point it was legal for you to go to the store at 50 years old 39 years old without your id and buy alcohol mm-hmm. now it is not and that's what they've done here. They've made people who don't have their papers on them that criminals. non-participants uh, in or, society. Right, or they can't get what they want. You're right, and that is far more significant. And the, also just the significance of getting people used to the idea of IDing themselves at any old place, at any old time, for any old reason. Yes, because now, you know, I'm... Uh, you know, from a socioeconomic standpoint, you're talking about some of the people, uh, people that are the lowest on mm-hmm. the ladder. And I'm not saying anything about people that work as, uh, you know, convenience store operators. I did it myself. But these are the people that can demand your idea. If if the, the pimply-faced kid behind the counter who's not old enough to buy alcohol can demand to see your ID to buy beer, then 
then you might as well just show it to everybody who asks. They're not done yet, though. Travis said that while the new rule is a big win for their coalition, the group continues to fight for additional changes. What do you think's coming next? Nothing good. We'll tell you in moments and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so do enjoy those, and they include our archive. So if you missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the website. All free for you. FreeTalkLive.com. If I told you you get a pers- a non-lethal personal defense uh, device with the stopping power of a handgun, would you believe me? Well, do what uh, top police, military, and civilian self-instructors do for themselves and their families. Get the Tiger Light. Go to Tiger.FreeTalkLive.com. I've got one. Ian, you've got one. It's a super bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray. You can keep it with you conveniently. There's no problem uh, you know, carrying anywhere you want. It's tiger.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue here. Uh, the, the story that is just absolutely ludicrous is out of Indiana, but it's true, where the government people have decided to pass a new law at the behest of the busybodies, the people, and Mothers Against Drunk Driving, surprisingly, is not mentioned in this story, but the what they call the Drug Reform Coalition, I believe, is? The Temperance League. Yeah, these are a bunch of uh, busybody uh, know-it-alls who want to really do everything they can to make it so people don't drink alcohol. And, of course, their excuse is that they just want to stop the children. Now, we want to stop the children from drinking by mandatory uh, manda- mandating that 70-year-old men have to show their identification. Because that's what's going on. In Indiana, they are making it so that everyone who buys alcohol from a store... From a liquor store, a convenience store, a grocery store, no matter what their age is, must show government identification in order to make the purchase. That's what's going on. And there's just a little bit, one more sentence here in the story that's uh, worthy of mentioning. This is uh, from the, one of the busybodies at the Drug Free Coalition. That's what it is, Drug Free Coalition. She says, we really want to see the carding law applied to on-site locations like restaurants. We also still want to see a tax increase on alcohol. We've done a lot of work with legislators here in Tippecanoe County and at the state level. It's been a long time coming, but we're excited to see the changes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> There's a oh, there too. people. The giggle. Yeah, so there you go, Mark. I mean, your your original question was are they going to uh are they going to be doing this at restaurants? The answer is no, but it won't be long. Yeah. That's their plan. See, my brother's going to be very upset. Your brother, why? Does he live in Indiana? Well, he, he was going to at one point, but his dream girl was a, a deaf, dim, and blind nymphomaniac who owns a liquor store, and it just won't be in Indiana now, I guess. 
Is there a joke in there somewhere? Yeah. Uh, let's continue here. It's an old one. 800-259-9231. And to, uh, go to Joe in New Hampshire. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's on your mind, Joe? Um, all right. I, I have something relevant to input into this ID conversation. Um, when I was in New York, I lost my driver's license, like the piece of paper. I lost it. I don't know where it went. It was poof. It was gone. And instead of paying the state, like, $40 or $50 or whatever the hell they charge for a new one, I decided, you know, just as trial run, I guess, of whatever activism to not carry a license with me. But if I ever needed it, I had some private license. I had an old expired driver's license. And so I could still, like, make do, you know, if I really needed to, you know, show my birthday or whatever. Um, and in... In, in bars in New York, it was no problem. You know, I could show them. I, I, usually what I did was I had my insurance card, which had my birth date, my name, and everything on it. And then I had, like, a private ID, like a, a student ID or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had no problem with that. And they were like, okay, you're over 21, sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. In New Hampshire, though, nothing will work. You need an up-to-date government ID. Really? And they will not serve you unless they see that. I've tried to give my birth certificate, I tried to give, you know, all sorts of like, you know, obscure things to, sh- you know, to show that I am over 21 and they won't take it because I do not have an up-to-date driver's license. Yep. Or New, New Hampshire is have. not the free state. Uh, it has uh, needs a lot of work. I mean, they stop selling alcohol at 1145 at night here, bars oh, yeah. close at, uh, now that's in the stores. You can sell alcohol, I think, till one in, in the bars. Bars are all closed by two. And the, and the state is the official liquor dealer. So, I mean, it's really just backwards as far as there's no there's nothing even close to resembling an open marketplace in uh, in alcohol sales here. in New No, Hampshire. absolutely not. And all it's done is just really stop me from spending money towards alcohol. You know, I mean, I'm not a huge drinker to begin with. I, I mean, I, I enjoy the, the grass more than, you know, drinking any day of the week. But, okay, so then you know, so then in that case, would you say that uh, the, the busybodies are, are correct then in their, their presumptions that these uh, impediments will will have some sort of a uh, an effect on people's buying habits? I almost, I think so, only because alcohol is an above-market, like, product, while, so you're not going to get underground beer or underground booze uh, in the rarest of occasions anyway. But, you know, because there's no above-ground market for marijuana, or, you know, all you can find is the underground suppliers, and so they're the most prevalent ones, and they don't even give, you know, they're, they're not IDing anyone to buy a bag. So, you know, so just be, you know, because it's above ground and it's, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, white market item yeah and it hasn't really gone underground yet i mean there are some there are still some people that are doing uh bathtub gin and and brewing their own alcohol i mean that does that does happen certainly Uh, it almost seems like more like a hobby and or like a market more than anything yeah yeah. they're not doing it to sell and and try to make a bunch of profit and as they would if it were truly a black market uh, product, but exactly. but how long? I guess really the question is how um, how onerous do the regulations have to become before you start see that? I mean before before people start setting up their own stills and selling alcohol to their their friends. I mean I don't think this is going to be it, but I wonder at what point we'll start to see those uh, those things reemerge. I think it's a, a taxation issue. 
Uh, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, it, it seems that they're slowly trying to reprohibit, you know, the the whatever vice items they are left out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're really just trying to milk as much of those. Uh, as much of that money as they can because they realize that's something that, well, people are just going to buy no matter what. Right. So we can keep taxing it as much and much and much until we drive it underground, which is eventually where it's going to lead. And it's just, you know, they're... Well, they're, they're, they're not... I don't think they're trying to prohibit it, and I don't think they're trying to drive it underground. Oh, if they could prohibit it, I bet they would. What, the government? No, the busybodies. The busybodies are, but the government's not going to do that. The government wants to, as you said, milk as many dollars Mm -hmm. out of it as possible. They found this item that they call a sin, so it's okay to tax it as much as they want, and what they need to do is they need to find the threshold, as far as they're concerned, find the threshold at which people will begin brewing their own, and then they don't get the revenue off that. People will begin, uh, you know, not patronizing bars where, you know, obviously they they get money. Local politicians get money from local business people. People and, sure. and obviously, uh, well, the liquor commission gets uh, their license money from the bars too. Right. So they're trying to find that happy medium. How much can we possibly extract from our human cattle? Which is what politicians look at normal people as just their cattle, their 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 property, their livestock. Joe, I want to thank you. For, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I have something a little off topic. I kind of uh, want to real quick talk about. Um, you always come out and try to advocate professional people coming out and saying that they. You know, our marijuana, our cannabis consumers. Yeah. And I just want to say, I went through five years of engineering school. I'm a research engineer for an Ivy League school up here. And I consume every day, all day. Yeah, but would you come out I, and put your full name out there publicly as uh, as somebody like that? Yeah, sure. All right, I'm cool. Joking. Well, you should do it then. Start, start a blog. Thanks. More coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, is Ian here? And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site free, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of this program. See it for yourself, and if you're a lady listener, you can get involved at shrine.freetalklive.com. Dollar a day sounds like a good good deal to uh, lose weight without having to start the gym regiment, without having to change the way you eat, doing some kind of crazy diet. Just go to LumaThinPlus.com. You can uh, lose weight the easy way. I've been taking it. I've been losing weight. and uh, You can do it, too. It's LumaThinPlus.com. It's great and all natural. LumaThinPlus.com. All right. We're going to continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Uh, Going to Michael, listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michael. Hey, Ian, Wayne, and Mark. How are you doing tonight? Michael, what's on your mind tonight? All right. Well, just started listening uh, to your to the uh, story about Indiana, Indiana, and yep. now this is statewide, right? Or State, is it just Indiana? It's my understanding it is statewide that they will uh, be mandating all people selling alcohol must card every single person who comes through their line to buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my thing. I'm, I'm listening to the story. I don't know if this is bought up yet, 
that, okay, here's a scenario. The one person who's in the line, two persons uh, buying a six-pack, only one of them is probably going to drink it. The other one, let's say, the Mormon. They both still have to show ID, even though the other person is pledged not to drink alcohol. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is, okay, this is so a, actually a current policy across <laughs> the country in many places. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right, so, so there's what. But then you have one person that comes in to the store, and he or she is buying a, let's say, a 24-pack of beer or one of those big, uh, big bottles of some vodka. Mm-hmm. That one person can buy it, and the merchant would be like, oh, that's fine. As long as they show their papers, that's perfectly legal. No one considers the person is how much alcohol they're going to drink, if they're going to drink themselves to death, if they're right. going to get hammered and, you know, run off the road and kill someone. That's fine. You're showing your papers. Hey, have a nice day. Here's yep. your purchase. Yeah, it's not about safety, clearly. It's about yeah, obedience. Yeah, clearly not. No, it's not. But actually, there's something else I wanted to kind of segue, since we're on the topic of showing your ID. Sure. Now... I've only lived in Florida. I came from Chicago. I've only lived in Florida for about five years. And I'm looking at who's running for governor down here. I know you guys are from Florida. I know, mm-hmm. Wayne, I'm not sure if you're from Florida or not. I've lived uh, there for a while. Yeah, Wayne has lived there. For a while, yeah. I mean, I have never seen a worse selection for governor here in Florida than this year. I mean, well, that's first you have Rick Scott. That, that, that's just a uh, you know a, a, a comparison, right? Uh, Rubio's running. That's just a. Uh, normally, you have crappy choices in general for most elections, and uh, you know mm-hmm. now you just get crappier choices. Well, now wait a minute. Isn't it possible oh, yeah. that your perspective has just changed in the last uh, you know decade or so that uh, you what you consider really crappy now uh, wouldn't have been the same mm-hmm. to you a decade ago? Yeah, I mean it was a steaming pile about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Now the steaming pile is starting to get soggy. Wow, okay. things would happening. Well, what specifically? Side, okay, I'll give you some examples. Now, first of all, I'm not, I can't mention the Democrat who's running because she's not putting anything out there, and you know she's not really being specific. Her name is Alex Sink, Alex Sink, I think it is. She hasn't put anything out there. Isn't playing out any kind of ads to run for anything. So she's already playing pop, you know, playing the dead possum in the road. On the other, you have let's see, Bill McCollum, who's running. He's the Attorney General. Who's also the same man who, if you have heard in the news, put out a new put out a uh, there was a news story because one of his key witnesses in the case against banning gay adoptions turned out that he had hired a call boy from this service called rentboy.com <laughs> and basically <laughs> wasted. Yeah, he was. Who was it? Wait, point from, of information. Who was it that hired the call boy? Was it the politician or it, one of his buddies? It was Rick McCollum. Okay. The attorney general hired this guy. I can't think of it. He's a member of the National Association for the Research and Treatment of Homosexuality, or NARTH, as they call themselves. And he, he's been noted that he's going to return ten day trip with one of the call boys, Rent Boy. It's a well known uh, Miami based uh, call boy site, mm-hmm. saying that he spent ten days uh, trying to rid him of his homosexuality. Mm. And in the in the interim, <laughs> whatever you got in video. About Okay. Yeah, we okay. hundred forty thousand dollars of taxpayer money. All right. So the was the attorney general, uh, the attorney general rather, who who hired the the rent boy, or one of his people he hired who hired the rent boy. That's the part I'm a little confused on. I know I've asked twice now. Okay, it was the person that he hired to be a star witness in the case to maintain Florida's anti-gay adoption Got law. Got it. Okay. Okay. I, I need right. the connection now. Sorry for not clarifying. No, it was my fault. Go ahead. No, that's all right. 
so wasted about $140,000 in taxpayer money, and he's also one of the attorney generals who's trying to either overturn or challenge the uh, health care legislation that uh, came up, which, I mean, good luck to you on that. You know, it's, it's probably going to be just more taxpayer money that's going to a cause that I don't know how well it's going to work with that. Okay. But, but then the other person that's running is Rick Scott, who runs, I think it's the Hospital Corporation of America. And this is in relation to the ID thing. He thinks the Arizona law for immigration is a great idea. Oh, I'm he sure he's not the it. only one. There are, oh, a bunch well, yeah. of, there are a bunch of state governments out there that are, are preparing uh, their own versions, which are basically lifted and copied uh, from the Arizona law. So that's not a surprise. But I see where you're coming from, that, uh, that the, these politicians are even more distasteful to you now than, uh, than they would have been in the past. And I want to thank you for the call tonight. And uh, I totally understand where you're coming from. Move to New Hampshire. 800-259-9231. That's what I, I didn't did. see any hope in Florida. Nope. How about you, Wayne? Did you pay attention to politics down there? Yes, I did somewhat. Compared to some places, it was better than some, but definitely worse than most. True. I mean, Florida doesn't have a personal income tax, so it could be worse in, in that way. There's no doubt about that. But A lot of people retire there. For- a lot of people from New York and New Jersey and very statist uh, mindset places move to Florida, and it makes a difference. You know, Well, Florida's a pretty red state. Um, and it's not the reddest of states, but you know, when, when you think that when you're under the delusion that somehow Republicans are out there protecting freedom, mm. it must be really difficult to look at states like Florida, Texas, uh, Utah, that are red states that have had Republicans in charge of their houses, their senates, their uh, yeah. governors, uh, governorships for very long times. Why is it that they don't have free, uh, you know, untax encumbered uh, citizenry? Why is that? Because the Republicans don't, don't want freedom. that. Yeah, they don't care. All right, let's continue They're here. They're going to buy votes, too. Doug is listening in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, hey Doug. there. You're on the air. I, I accept your offer to take over the show. What's I'll on your mind tonight? <laughs> hey, um, first of all, uh, I, I know you guys uh, promote pot smoking, and uh, I am not for getting drunk in any method i, I don't well, well point of information wait wait I, no stop be quiet well, okay well you I'm already put words in my mouth you already put words in my mouth you said i promote pot smoking you said you guys promote pot smoking now i'm in favor of uh of altering one's state of consciousness and i think pot's a relatively safe way to do it but i don't know if uh if mark uh or wayne has ever gotten on the air and actively uh, promoted the smoking of marijuana never i think it's probably okay, preferable I, to, to alcohol I take that back without the uh, someone there promotes pot smoking I'm not against pot smoking. I'm against drunkenness, whether it comes from alcohol okay. or from pot or from I don't think you can get drunk. or whatever. Wait, so what you're saying, you're against the altering of one's state of consciousness, not drunkenness, because drunkenness comes from alcohol, as I understand it. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It, it's, yes, I'm against, I'm against altering your state of consciousness. Are you against staying up, staying up too late? Uh, no. So you're only against altering your state of consciousness with an external chemical stimulation? Yeah. Does okay. it include coffee? Uh, yeah. You're okay. against you're against drinking coffee? I'm against drinking coffee so that so much that it uh, makes you not function mentally. Sure. So much. Okay. Well, I want to come back with more with you. Hang on, if you don't mind. I want to make sure you get a chance to get your thoughts out. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We will ask you questions, however, for points of uh, clarification. 
and discussion purposes. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, but we're going to talk to you when you do that. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231, inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can get news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our updates via the e- your email box. You can also follow our, twi- uh, our Twitter profile as well as Facebook. So head on over to news.freetalklive.com to get on board. Now, Doug is with us, I believe, still in Tennessee. Are you still there, Doug? I'm still here. All right. So you called in. I'm going to make sure I've gotten you straight so far before we continue on. Uh, that you are not necessarily – you're not against – having drugs in society or you're not a prohibitionist but you are somebody who doesn't believe that uh, individuals should alter their states of consciousness with chemical uh, substances well first things first am i in control can i interrupt anybody and stop them from talking and and speak like you do over your guests all the time did you come here to harangue us doug or did you want to have a conversation i called to take your offer seriously here you are you've me. been able to bring up whatever topic you want to and we're having a discussion now so can we continue on that discussion or do you want to just talk about the rules of the show well obviously you don't you're not serious about your offer so let's talk about uh drugs in, in general was this what, 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 wait a minute, what offer offer to call in and take control yes you get to bring up whatever you want on this talk radio program have you not been able to do that that's not the definition of take control. Oh, now you get to define what control oh, is. Oh, okay. Ah. So what would you like to do? Would you like to uh, be able to reach out and touch my, uh, my board so you can adjust the levels of the potentiometers on it? Perhaps you'd like to select some other phone lines. Maybe we could bring some other lines up here on the air here. What else, what else would you like to control on this show, sir? Because that's not what we sell. We sell the idea that you get to bring up whatever you want and talk about it. So here you are. Well, okay. I'm... Obviously, you're not going to take your offer seriously, so let's move on to the drug topic. I am not for government intrusion into your life. The, the whole marijuana prohibition, in my, my estimation, is foolishness. It's not only foolishness because it's a, they don't have any lawful right to do so. It's also foolish to think that they have the right to control the drugs so that they can make the billions of dollars in their heroin, uh, their CIA-run heroin network. I'm just going to let you Would go you not ahead. Agree? You, you can just go right. Oh, you want me to talk to you? Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to just go ahead and uh, you know talk forever. Uh, so do, do you want to do that? Because I'll just let you go for 30 seconds straight. How would you like that? That'd be fine, too. Okay, go go ahead. All right. I'm, I'm against... I'm against uh, not being sober, because the, the scripture clearly says, "Be sober, be vigilant, for the adversary your devil roameth about seeking who he may destroy." And you can look evidentially throughout society. I was just in, a, in court yesterday in Franklin, North Carolina, 
and there was definitely demonic control over these parents who sexually abused their child under the influence of meth and all sorts of things for years. Do you think it's, it's possible? Oh, you just, didn't let him go for a full thirty seconds. You interrupted him at the, the last three seconds, Mark. Were you do you think it's possible out? these are just people that are messed up in the head and that they don't, in fact, they aren't controlled by the devil, but in fact, they've made decisions that have brought them to the point in their life where they're making these kinds of terrible choices? I I'm not going to say there's not absence of demonic af, uh, activity. But well, you, of course, have no evidence. Hand hand. You, you, of course, have no evidence of that. But what I'd rather get to here is uh, you suggest I agree that meth is very dangerous and the people that, uh, that do uh, hard drugs like meth and, and crack are more than likely to do things like selling their children for sex uh, services and things like that and very scary uh, stuff or selling their own selves and putting themselves in jeopardy or robbing people or hurting people. And certainly those are evil uh, acts. Whether or not you believe in demons is another question. Uh, but uh, so I agree with you to that extent. But why would you put other products in the same category do you really believe that marijuana is uh, in the same category that that uh, that altering one's state of consciousness with cannabis is uh, is akin or on the same level as uh, as meth no uh, and it's not it's not nearly as dangerous from all the research that i've done i've never smoked i've never been drunk i've never been high on pot never been high on anything are there demons in, by to to your uh, viewpoint are there demons involved in the smoking of cannabis or the drinking of alcohol uh, drinking alcohol, I have uh, witnessed what I would suspect, since I don't see the spirit world, I would suspect that that was demonic activity. And it doesn't, it's not all the time. Obviously, I'm not a, I, I, since I can't see the, demo, uh, the spirit world, I cannot judge absolutely. But some of the wicked things that people do when they're in altered states of consciousness is, is uh Do you believe evidence. that people do wicked things when they're not in altered states of consciousness? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, so they, but every time somebody does, here's what I'm trying to figure out: is every t- time somebody does something wicked, are they are they under the influence of the devil or uh, demons or something like that? Do they actually have control of their own lives? Did God In give them sense, choice? It's, it's it's not it's not like a light switch on or off. That doesn't mean it, anything. It to can me, seem like that when when people like uh, the testimony I heard yesterday about this this. Uh, couple doing meth and some of the things that they do when they were on meth and yeah i would i would say that it can seem like on and off in the in those uh cases because these this couple seemed you know you i don't know if they're sedated or whatever but when you, when you say there on is and off, demonic what do you mean? control in this world what, what, but i'm sorry when you say on and off what do you mean like there's a switch and you're flipping it on and then there's a demon controlling you and if it's off then they're not i don't i'm confused right that it's it's not necessarily like that sometimes it can appear like that and and it, like in this case in franklin north carolina but there's definitely demon demonic control in this world and well wh- how we can you say there's to... definitely that i mean you said you can't see the spirit world so how do you how can you be so certain because the same creator who created you and i and the earth that we stand on wrote scripture and proved the well, that's, see, that's, that's of really, scripture in the predictions that were several hundred years in advance. That's really where I, I fall, uh, you know, short on this one because the Creator. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Jesus Christ, right? I don't use that term. 
Okay, well, fine. Um, that fella came to the planet, <laughs> and he walked around for 33 years and decided that it wasn't God, decided that it wasn't worth writing some stuff down so that I might hear the, the, uh, you know, the words from his own pen. In fact, he just left other people to write it down, and that really bothers me. Do you believe that people go to hell if they don't believe this, uh, this uh, mumbo-jumbo that you're talking about? People go to hell for the sins that they commit. If they don't trust in a uh, Savior who has taken the punishment, yeah, they go, they go to hell for their so own So God sins. created hell? Mm-hmm. And God's going to send his children to hell? No, God's going to send Satan's children to hell. Satan has children? Mm-hmm. How's that so? I thought uh, I was When born... Christ was on the earth, he said, uh, Ye are of your father, the devil. Um, and so you're... Either, you are either Satan's since child, I'm a created being, child, since I'm a created being, God's the only one who can create, right? Satan can't create anything. He is the destroyer. Is that correct? Oh, uh, yeah. So God created me in order to throw me in hell. Is that what you're saying? If if you never repent, yes. Uh, but well, I, I don't even know what repent means. I don't believe this cockamamie story. And God's going to throw ways. me in prison for in, 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 in eternity forever. I've got a son, okay? And I wouldn't... Do you have a children? I've got five of them. Would oh you take uh, like uh, would you take uh, ten snips and cut their little fingers off? No. Don't you think that uh, that that is a better punishment than throwing them say in eternity for hell in hell for eternity? I, I would rather have my fingers chopped off with ten snips than to be tortured for the rest of my life. But God will do that. That's what kind of sick, evil, disgusting God you're talking about here. First of all, I didn't create my children. The father created them. Second of all, I am. You weren't not, there. I mean, you, you didn't. I'm not d- don't eat the X chromosome to eternity, or to uh, in hell or or eternal salvation. See, that's you can believe whatever God's... you want. This hell crap is a threat against people, and it's nonsense. No loving God would ever do this to His creations. You are creating a God in your own image. No, you are violating his commandments. You're first the one of all. who's creating. You're the one who's creating God in your own image. I did not write scripture. You're the one who's. How did it even be- become scripture? It wasn't even scripture until 300 A.D. when they when they got together and and decided that under Constantinople. Or Constantine, excuse me. You're the one who no. is attributing the human emotions of anger and vengeance and things like that to this supposedly all-loving father. This Scripture was known and followed way before 300 AD. You yeah, know but what? it wasn't compiled into the Bible. The Messiah but, hey, this is why we don't just let people scripture. call in and ramble on for 30 seconds or a mi- you know two minutes at a time because they just talk about crazy crap and we can't ask them questions. And so that's why we have conversations here. And you know, if you hadn't been such a little bitch at the front of the call, I'd hold you through over the next over to the next hour to talk to you some more. Goodbye. Hour three's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hey America, how do you use WebEx? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. 
Just click the radiographic and enter promo code free trial to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code free trial. Webex from Cisco. WEBEX.com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to Webex.com and click the radiographic and enter promo code free trial. Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. You can go there and get interactive with other listeners in our chat room, uh, watch the webcam. We'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. Uh, the main feature of the site allows you to influence the stuff we'll be talking about on these airwaves. You can go and submit content, and then other listeners will vote it up or down, and it'll end up on the front page of our website if it's popular enough. Head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Wayne Mark here tonight. We'll take your calls about absolutely anything and, of course, uh, my name is Ian. We'll go to the phones and the fun. First, it's Adam in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Adam. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, man, I just want to thank you guys for what you do because you guys are the true freedom fighters, really. Well, um, you know, I don't think we're fight. I don't really consider myself a fighter. <laughs> I, I used to adopt terminology like that, uh, but ever since a couple of years ago, I've, I've given up on it, and I instead prefer just the idea of living free instead of fighting to live free just just going ahead and living free then it's they who are initiating conflict it is they who are doing the fighting it is they the government people the aggressors who are fighting to keep their system intact if enough people just start living but thanks for the compliment yeah i appreciate i appreciate where you're coming from (laughs) okay uh just uh oh that last call by the way Woo. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's guys like yeah. that that make me glad I don't go to church anymore. Um, our poor know, listeners, it, it, our poor, hold on a second. Our poor listeners uh, in uh, you know in in West Virginia and New York who just get the third hour don't know what you're talking about. Can you recap briefly what you're referencing? Uh, basically, um, a lot of biblical analogies and interpretation of God and the devil in, in, with involvement of um, substance abuse. Um, I don't know. I was kind of like zoning out while I was listening to it, to be honest with and, you. And the snideness at the front of his... Well, can I take control of the airwaves now? Are I've never to touched a beer in my life. Well, it's not surprising he's talking about control, because that's really what this is all about now. Yeah. Controlling your life. So. You know, well, you know, right. He wouldn't outlaw drinking, but... Uh, but thank he, goodness. But he, he wants to tell you you're going to burn in hell if you, uh, if you do it. <laughs> You know, yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's a threat. It's a threat on uh, your afterlife, if there is one. I got to tell you that one time when I lived in Hawaii, I tied one out with my friends, and we were drinking these Long Island iced teas, and, and they kept buying me, and they were stacked up. And I didn't drink them all. I kind of dumped them out when people weren't looking, but I drank quite a few of them, and I got really, really smashed. And when I went back to my room, I got sick, and I could have sworn that these little demons were trying, were saying, let me take you over, we'll help you, we'll make you feel better. I was going, no way, no way, man. And I woke up the next morning in the bathtub, and I swear I saw these little and demons. And your kidney was gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no ice involved. But, but uh, you know, as, for those who believe in a spiritual level, you know, there's always the battle between the forces of light and darkness. So people call it the devil or whatever, but there are forces of darkness, I believe, in the universe. 
as well as forces of light, and we want to be the forces of light. If that's how you want to simplify it, I think that's a, that's that's a good point, Wayne. And I I think that uh, certainly the concept of the devil is something that men came up with in order to scare other men into uh, subservience and and obedience. Or but just I agree sim- with you, or maybe just simpl- oversimplify the concept. But but without the, uh, I think it was for control purposes because without the, because uh, I agree with the, you, the with, de- yeah, the, the boogeyman. Without something evil, then how can you know good? And uh, then you don't get to make the choice, right? Because if there is no evil, then everything is just it is, and it, it's it's good. There's no choice to make there. Whereas if you uh, you know you have both options in front of you, and you realize what the consequences are of choosing one versus the other, one path versus I, I another. don't choose to look at it that way. No. Um, now, I choose to look at God as a personified being. I, I I choose to do that. And if God is a personified being and created the universe, then He would have had to have created evil as well as good, and He wouldn't be able to do that. And why would He do that? To me. It's a testing ground um, where you get to try out different ways of being and see how they work. And I can tell you that being evil or being drunk all the time or being any of these uh, these behaviors is a bad way to be, and you you don't get good results I'm not that seeing, way. I'm not seeing how you're disagreeing with me. I, I, I don't I, think that there's a. I don't think there's these forces of darkness. I don't know if I agree that there's a force. I just think that there are these concepts. And without the concept of evil, how could you know good? Well, in the Eastern without world, the contrast. there's yin and yang. Yeah. And, and so it has to be in balance. And, and all of us have some evil in us, too. And, and, but some, if that takes over, if that becomes too much of a part of who we are, then, of course, we become bad people. We want to control others. We want to do these things. We want to aggress against one another. We want to steal from one another. So uh, I think that the, the force, the good force, the force that wants to leave others alone, uh, to and be peaceful and non-aggressive against others is 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 the light and and being uplifting other people that's that's of the light as well now regardless of how you express it there there is a balance in life that i think we have to find anything else you want to share tonight adam yeah can i take control <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, guys, yeah, um, we were um, in the previous hours. You were talking about uh, was it in Minnesota? There's a new law about carding. No, that's or... uh, Indiana. Although I look for it to come to a state near you because that tends to be what happens with these bad ideas as they spread. Yeah. Well, I- I'm all actually for just getting rid of the minimum drinking age because yes. I think the forbidden fruit mentality really comes into play. Absolutely. Look at the um, European countries and how responsible, in comparison at least, uh, many young people are there. Yeah, I mean, yep. who who do you want teaching your young uh, teenager, your teenager, how to drink? Do you want their pimply-faced, uh, foolish friends that don't mm-hmm. know anything about drinking to do it? Or do you want to be able to do it in your own home? It seems to me the responsible parent gives alcohol, some kind of alcoholic beverage to their children as they're growing up so that the kids understand how to use it um, in moderation, understand the value in it, as opposed to just releasing them on the world. Okay, you can stay out till 1130 tonight, but don't do anything bad and and expecting that nothing bad's going to happen. You know, yep. compared to Europe, though, in Europe, they, they use mass transit a lot more, they walk more, whereas in America, we're kind of bound to the automobile, and, and the problem you know, back in the 70s, before a lot of states had a drinking age of 18 because of the Vietnam War. They at the time said, well, if they're young, if they're old enough to go get killed in war, they're old enough to drink. And the reason why they raised it back up in, in these states where it was 18 was that there were a lot more deaths, traffic deaths of, of uh, young people who were drinking. So uh, it's not really a, a black and white comparison or, or an apples to apples comparison between here and, and Europe. But I think that problem could have been solved in other ways and, and by leaving the drinking age younger. 
Yep. And uh, got, this happened this past weekend. Um, I mean, again, I'm for just getting rid of the law, but if we're talking from a legal standpoint, uh, the governor of Maryland, his name's Martin O'Malley, his daughter was found face down in the city, um, and apparently she was drinking or doing some kind of drugs because the, fam- the first family said that, you know, this is a teachable lesson. However, she was never charged with mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, whereas, and is she underage, the girl? Yes, she's uh, 18. She was at, a, uh, I guess, a high school graduation uh-huh. party. Where, whereas, had the cops come in to break that very same party up and not known who she was, then you can bear, you can pretty much count on the fact that she likely would have been arrested and charged with you know underage possession or some some similar nonsense crime. And I agree with completely that the alcohol or the drinking age should be abolished. And I think that each store owner should get to set their own policy as to whom they uh, will sell to. And I thank yep. you for the call tonight, uh, thank Adam. You. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That way you can still uh, kind of uh, appeal to that set of parents that wants to to make it so their kids can't go to the local grocery store and buy alcohol. A local grocer could simply say it's store policy that we will not sell to anyone under the age of 18. I don't know how that would end up shaking out in the free marketplace, how many policies there would be like that, uh, but I think that each store owner should be able to decide for themselves. But you know, another question I think you have to ask here is, why do young people at that age feel the need to alter their consciousness? Well, for one thing, school sucks, and we know yes, that from the podcast. Does. They're bored. Uh, the opportunities for them when they get out of school are minimal compared to what they were decades ago. You know, before you could actually become an apprentice and learn a trade and be making a really good living by 19 years old. You could afford to have a family. Uh, but now, what do, you, what do you have to look forward to? You, you're going to go to college and you're going to end up being over 100 grand in debt when you get out. And working and, at a restaurant. And working at a restaurant and having some little Bo Peep diploma in, in communications. Yeah, you know, t- to some extent, I agree with what you're saying. If if the um, you know if uh, if a young person had more responsibilities, they'd be less likely to do the let's go to university and spend the first three years, um, you know, majoring in and liquor and uh, the last year fi- trying to figure out what, um, you know how I'm going to pass my communications degree, which won't be worth anything. Um, you know, I think that you'd probably see more of that. We'll if- come back with more here in moments. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Got a lot of features on our site, and we give them away, including our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with other listeners in our chat room, which is on the very same page. So you can watch, listen, and chat all for free at cam.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates. Use coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Doesn't matter whether you want to complete e-commerce business website or just a personal blog. Let the experts at HostGator.com host you. 
All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue here and take your phone calls about what you want. Cobra Commander calling from a secret lair. You're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> it was actually a secret base, Ian. Uh-huh. Oh, a secret base. I apologize. Uh, so yeah. can you give us a hint as to where it's located, or what else are we calling about? It's not on the moon. Okay, good to know. I'll cross that <laughs> off my list. I've been looking for you for a long time. So uh, go ahead. Oh, um, I've been trying to take over the world, as you probably know, with um, elite mercenaries and futuristic weaponry, and it hasn't been working out so well. Why? Uh, I'm not sure. The, um, uh, but the way to go seems to be in politics. Mm. So I want to know that, let you know that I'm throwing my hat in the ring for 2012. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. The way things are going, the global enslavement platform seems to work really well. <laughs> so you're saying you're you're t- you're throwing your hat into the ring, but you're giving up on the for you know, for the political election, but you're giving up on ha- having mercenaries do your bidding. I'm not going to give up on that. I'm assuming it will help me fund that. Got it. So are you planning on running for president? Yes. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's I might change the title from president to, you know, ruler or don't, something cool. Don't something. you think that's a little <laughs> ambitious? I mean, for I mean, essentially a washed-up uh, cartoon character from the 1980s. Don't, don't you think it's a little ambitious? Don't you think you should start at, like, city council level or something like that? You know, nobody thought that a black man could be elected to president. So why wouldn't a cartoon character from the 80s be elected to president? (laughs) Very good point. (laughs) Wow. All right. This is great. Do you have a girlfriend yet, by the way? Or a wife or anything? Yes. Yes. Cobra Commander doesn't mean girlfriend. The Baroness. You knew that. You knew that Baroness was coming in on this one. Now I have never actually seen uh, the the, uh, the GI Joe show beyond the last few minutes of the program because it used to come on before Transformers. So I would catch. I'd always catch the uh, the GI Joe. You know uh, what is it? Learning is yeah, the and, and knowing is half. Knowing the battle. is half the battle. That's yeah. that's what it was. So I'd always the other half it. is shooting your opponent. So I didn't know. <laughs> so I didn't know that Cobra Cobra Commander had a uh, a girlfriend. No. But uh, no, no. Oh, by the way, by the way, Cobra Commander, have you seen the the GI Joe remix things on the internet? Yes, yes. Mark showed me yeah, these one the night, and they PSA. are hilarious. Yeah, they are hilarious. Mark, can you tell our listeners a little bit about these in case they haven't seen them? I don't even them? know how to describe them other than it's the it's the old PSAs that uh, they that some some genius on YouTube has redubbed, and I don't even know what to look for. GI Joe PSA funny um, on YouTube, and you will find just some some really <laughs> kind of dumb and some really humorous uh, these these PSAs. Um, yeah, they took the clips from the old GI Joe uh, PSAs and they redubbed them with very very funny stuff. Yeah, it, some of them are really bad. They don't make any sense funny. at all, but they're funny. Funny, nonetheless. Yeah. So Cobra Those were actually some of my IT boys that did that. It really <laughs> kicked them dirt in the face of the Joes. <laughs> uh, you're causing trouble out there on the internet. So what have you been up to the last, uh, you know, couple decades? I mean, the I don't know when the cartoon series ended. I guess they did a live action movie the other year. I didn't see it. Uh, did you? No, I haven't seen it yet. I don't think I. They, they didn't ask for my royalties. So, so uh, th- now that's very interesting because uh, now the guy who. Uh, the guy who provided your voice uh, for the cartoon, Chris Latta, he uh, he passed away. I think it was in the the nineteen eighties. Did you? Uh, what was your relationship with him? 
Oh, he was a very good chap. I enjoyed him. Now, was he, was, he imitating, uh, he was very was, kind. Was he imitating you? How does that work? I mean, because you're here now, and you sound somewhat similar to how you sounded in the cartoon. How how does one who is a the embodiment, uh, the, the, uh, the you know, the embodiment of a cartoon character, uh, actually end up working in the cartoon industry? It's very confusing for me. Well, Johnny Depp spent like several months with Hunter S. Thompson. And now this gentleman did the same with me. He went ah. on some raids with me. We took over some small third world countries and enslaved them and made them my mercenaries. You yeah. are the best. You are the best character call I think uh, we've had all year. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Now for this presidential run, you're going to need some kind of campaign slogan. Mm, and yes. I, I'm wondering, have you got have you got anything whipped up, or should we discuss that? Well, I want to be honest with the voters. Um, when they vote for me, they are voting for their own enslavement. I, I'm going to be very honest about that. And I can truly point out that no other politician will come out and say that. But they are all looking for the same true. goal. Well, you know, when you're enslaving people, you're going to be taking care of them. So you could be saying, vote for Cobra Commander. I'll take care of you. Yes. I will take very good care of you. You will <laughs> yes. all have your nice little sales. <laughs> Cobra, have you considered a running mate? Oh. Uh, my running mate, I was thinking about Skeletor. Good. That's a good choice. <laughs> Skeletor's power hungry. I don't know. You're uh, always going to deal he with that. He might try to bump you off. Oh, he can't take me out. He's like in the dark ages or something. <laughs> a pile of bones. All he's, all he's got is a magic sword. <laughs> yeah. I have all kinds of mercenaries and laser weaponry. He can't hurt me with his little axe. I think, <laughs> what, about, uh, what about the campaign platform? I mean, clearly you're going to run on a campaign of total enslavement, but typically when a politician runs, there are three core issues. What would you say the, uh, the three core issues of the COBRA ca- uh, campaign for president would be? Power. Good one. Um, okay. Cobra Commander as the ruler. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of cool laser weaponry. <laughs> you got to have laser weaponry, that's for sure. You've got my vote. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. And I hope, I hope by the way, we'll hear from the, uh, the commander as he, uh, you know, the campaign ramps up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe we'll have him on to, uh, sometimes we'll turn up, the, like, on Free Talk Live when the politicians are blathering. We'll uh, turn up their debate or something like that on the air, and we'll just kind of uh, call, you know, heckle their debate basically on the radio. So maybe we'll have the Cobra Commander call in, and he could answer the questions because, <laughs> you know, they ask the questions during the debate, and we could have the commander on the line, and we could go to the Cobra Commander for uh, the answer of the, you know, for the questions. Because I don't know if they're going to let him in. I mean. <sighs> I just don't know if ABC and NBC and the uh, the networks uh, that you know if they're willing to sign the syndication agreement with Hasbro to to bring Cobra Commander in uh, for the debates. So when Skeletor shows up for the vice presidential debate, do you mm-hmm. think he'll be able to ride the big purple panther? Yeah, see, that's out of my scope. I never watched yeah. that show either. Mm-hmm. Just but it's a good joke. I'm sure the He-Man people really yeah. get that. I'll bet he'll have a, a big parade of midgets all around him as bodyguards. Were you a He-Man kid as a you're grown up? Are you talking to Wayne? He was Howdy Doody. What are you talking <laughs> I'm about? I'm asking you. <laughs> Soupy Sales. Three Stooges. <laughs> they had the, those old Batman cards. Boom, wham. <laughs> With the onomatopoeias on them. We asked him some good open-ended questions, and he came up with some yeah. really excellent on-the-spot answers. The best uh, crank, I think, best cranker of the year so far. If you want yeah, 
I would say so. He was awesome. Can you call a character a crank? Yes. Yes. I guess you can. That's crank. All right. There's good. There's more coming up. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. And those features include our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com. As we continue here with your phone calls about what you want, let's talk to Zach in Minnesota on the amp lines. Hello, Zach. Good evening, gentlemen. How's everybody doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, two quick points for you guys. Um, first of all, um, if you each individually would like to answer this, what were your family and friends' reception when uh, they heard about your involvement in the Free State Project? Mark, I'll go first. Um, as far as family as family goes, I, I really only have mom, um, so she wasn't excited. She liked the idea of me being down in Florida, you know, living relatively close to her, and um, you know that that she wasn't excited about that. But she also knows that telling me not to do something is uh, makes it more likely that I will do it. So she never really chimes in. She believes that uh, you know she raised me to be independent, so mm-hmm. I should be able to do what I want, and um, that's the way that goes. Many friends. Didn't want me to move, thought it was silly, and, mm. you know, expressed their opinions as though it were. I didn't really have that many friends, and I don't really uh, still, um, but I, because I don't think you can have more than a few, but uh, so all of my friends that I had would understand where I was coming from. My parents, I don't recall what they would say, but I, I would believe they would support whatever it is I decided to do. They've, they've tended to be that way, even if they disagreed with me over the years. I remember when I came out of the closet as a teenager, as an atheist, um, you know, my parents did not have a big uh, to do about that. They just said, well, we we still uh, love you and support you no matter what you decide to believe. Of course, I'm a panentheist now, uh, but uh, I, I would presume that's where they would come from. I don't really recall anything about specifically having a conversation in regards to it. I mean, obviously, at some point I told them I'm moving to New Hampshire, and I probably told them why, and I imagine they'd had enough discussions with me about freedom at that point to you know, not really want to say anything. Wayne? Well, <clears throat> not too much. My mom just said, well, free steaks. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Zach? What have you experienced? Uh, well, similar to where I think Mark was going. Uh, I've heard really some pretty negative stuff. Um, hmm. People don't really get it um, when I tell them the ideas about lower taxes and, you know, everyone. There's more people that think like me there, and they all mostly, for the most part, consider me a nut job anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> they don't really understand it. And I uh, was seeing if you guys had experienced similar things. No, okay, I can, I can get specific. If you, if you don't want to just talk about the Free State Project, you want to talk about the ideas of freedom, then, yeah, my mom has called me crazy. So, um, that, where well, with a badge well, of honor? 
Uh, my other point I wanted to get to was um, uh, I'm not sure about Mark and Wayne, but uh, I'm sure most people know Ian's views on the Voluntary Society. Um, for for those who haven't heard before, um, some people um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Ian, so stop me if I am. But would like to see the services that the government now coercively makes you pay for and use. Uh, some people out there would like to see those offered on a voluntary basis, such as police, uh, infrastructure, roads, etc. Um, Absolutely. But what I would like to know, uh, what are the safeguards against a totally voluntary society falling under a dictatorship, under some guy, maybe some conglomerate owner who owns... Sure. Like the Bill stuff. Gates, the evil Bill Gates scenario, right? Where uh, somebody yeah. has a lot of money, can afford to hire mercenaries like Cobra Commander, and uh, <laughs> come in and take over an area, right? Yeah, and, and about Cobra Commander, at least he would change the title to ruler and just be up front about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. I, that's why he has my vote. I'm going to vote for him. Uh, so, so yeah, so in that scenario, which has come up, by the, by the way, and it's a good question, right? Because when you talk about getting rid of the monopoly provider of, uh, you know, services that require the, you know, detention of certain dangerous individuals, uh, when you talk about taking that, that away, people get kind of scared. Well, what if somebody who's worse than the government comes in to replace them? And that's why the paradigm shift is required in order to get to the peaceful voluntary society. And that's why people need to come to the understanding that it's not appropriate to aggress against their neighbors. So obviously, let's presume that paradigm shift happens and that we can get there and that you've got a society of people that's full of people that generally understands that aggression is a, is a bad idea, no matter whatever the excuse is. Uh, so then the idea would be that, well, somebody like a Bill Gates uh, with billions of dollars would come in from the outside, who has a different paradigm. He'll come in and just, you know, rule over the entire place. And what would stop him would be the other protection agencies that would uh, would be in existence and competing for people's business. I mean, if somebody comes in and starts to use coercion against people, they've got, hopefully, hired companies, insurance providers or protection agencies that will protect them against that. And in the uh, and they will protect them in whatever way is most efficient uh, in order to do that. So in the case of the madman billionaire who uh, is just you know raping women and and destroying people's lives and burning houses down and uh, molesting children and just hurting people and just being generally awful. In that case, then the protection agencies would be literally competing to uh, to bring him to some sort of justice. Maybe they would even assassinate him. I mean, if it was a, a certain, you know, if everybody knew what was going on, and certainly there would be investigations as to who was in charge of this shadowy organization, if he was trying to conceal himself, and uh, and and he would not be safe. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Whereas today, with the interlocking agreements that governments have with their international laws and their treaties and things like that, if George Bush or Barack Obama presses a button and uh, wipes a country off the, the face of the map or sends troops over to invade another country and, and kills people, uh, then there's never any consequence for George Bush or Barack Obama or whoever it is that the, uh, the head of state is. Because there are – it's very rare that such a consequence will happen because there are certain gentlemen's agreements between the rulers of these uh, different plantations around the world that say – Okay, well, we'll have our little uh, our little troops, our little peons fight one another, but we'll never do anything to attack each other. This is our agreement, and which of them would disagree with that agreement? Of course, they want that uh, they want that agreement. But in the uh, the free market paradigm, protection companies don't have such an agreement. If some madman comes into an area and starts to hurt people, they're under no such agreement to uh, you know to provide him with any sort of. Uh, 
uh, discretion, if you will. They will do whatever it takes to stop the aggression against their customers. Does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, I'd like to hear from Mark and Wayne if they have anything to add. Well, um, I I think that talking about this voluntary society is is uh, similar to talking about what will it be like when we have transporters like they do on Star Trek. Um, I don't expect this that level of freedom to exist in uh, my lifetime. I think that it's going to take a, a great deal of time to sort of move people from the paradigm where we have, you know, essentially the most successful gang in the world or in, in a given geographic area running the show. Um, I tend to not want to talk to people about issues like, well, what's this uh, protection paradigm going to look like? Because I don't know. And Ian doesn't know. He's coming up with some solution that, you know, may or may not work out. It's, it's just speculation. It, and I ha- we don't know if this whole, uh, you know, voluntary society can work out. I do believe that a government, a very small government that is uh, set up, you know, properly now that we've we've made some mistakes over the last three hundred years, that they can probably make a better constitution and do some things like that. And I think that we should probably move from here to through smaller government and make attempts at voluntary societies. But uh, you know, that's all I see. I'm I'm not even a wager a guess. Well, you know, I look at it as a scale, and they always talk about the right and the left, which I don't believe in because I think the the uh, the extreme right and the extreme left are the same thing in their in the um, popular paradigm. So the real paradigm is really tyranny versus anarchy, no government versus total government. And I think when you start to move away from tyranny, right now we're moving towards it, but as we start to move away from it and we start to move more toward anarchy, at some point we're going to find a sweet spot for a while. And then as we mature more as human beings, we can move a little bit more and a little more until we are more closely um, aligned with uh, the vision of a totally voluntary society, but we won't get there overnight because there are people who just can't be adults uh, in this world, even though they are adults in years. Does that answer your question? Yep. Have a good night, John. Thanks for the call, Zach. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. Only moments remain, but enough time for your call if you make it now. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. airwaves dial in toll free at 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line 800-259-9231 you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site for free so enjoy those on us again that's freetalklive.com and the webcam at freetalklive.com is brought to you by memorydealers.com they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers 
including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Genpa- uh, Zenpacks, rather, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, let's talk to Mark in West Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Mark in West Virginia, going once. Well, I, I was I was hearing y'all earlier talking about the drinking gauge, and I, I just want to ask you this: you know, if you take away the whole drinking gauge, what what kind of example is that going to set? You know, to the kids out there. I mean, you've already got the government you know, taking God away from everything that they can. And, I mean, what, what example would that set if the government took away the drinking gauge? Well, do you think that the government is stopping people from drinking now? No, but do you think, don't you think more people would drink if they took away that drinking age? I mean... No, you know, I really a don't. Of, a lot of youth are under, you know, are under stress. And, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's everyone that's drinking. It's, the, it's not just those uh, trouble kids or whatever. It's everyone. It's the kids you wouldn't expect. Well, a lot of kids drink. Sure, isn't that just the point, though? I mean, many kids drink, and they drink whether or not it's illegal. So what's the point in um, having having it illegal so that they have to skulk about, lie to their parents, and and all kinds of other things? And then making it illegal for for me as a parent to teach my child how to, to drink alcohol. I mean, isn't that foolish? I mean, the point is, you know, you tell the kids it's all right to drink, then what else are they going to think it's Look, okay to Look, it's do? not what, illegal. What it's do? not illegal for them to drink bleach right now. They're not doing it. That it. I'm not telling them it's okay to drink. I'm telling them that I'm not willing to put them in a jail cell. I'm not willing to ruin their lives over doing it. I'm not saying it's preferable behavior. I think preferable behavior is. You know, doing well in your studies and and making good money and doing all these other things. However, humans, since they've been humans, have figured out ways to alter their consciousness, and this is something they want to do. And I don't think that it's a good... I think it's a better idea to teach kids how to properly alter their consciousness. That's the thing, though. You've got some parents out there who who are worthless. They're not going to teach their kids that. The only thing they have is, is the government to tell them, you know, you need to go to school, you need to... To keep your conscious state, at least while you're in school, go get your education. Then drink your head off all you want to once you're an adult. So because there are some bad parents out there, who, by the way, their kids are probably already drinking because their parents are bad. uh, But because there are some bad parents out there, all parents should be restricted from being able to have their kids raised in a way that they think is appropriate as far as alcohol uh, consumption is concerned. Well, I just don't see how how it can be a a productive, you know, lifehood your kid going around drinking when they're supposed to be in school. I mean, that's something, it's the law. Okay. But everybody drinks. I, look, how are you, what you're saying is I drink sometimes. You're saying, how can I have a productive life when I'm going around drinking? When, uh, but I do have a productive life. You didn't the drink today is, at noon, right? I can go around and drink and have a productive life. But there's other people who can't drink and go around and have a productive life. There's then they shouldn't life. drink. It's just not everyone can do that. So you think you're the question is? You think you're going to make their lives better by putting their children in a jail cell? No, not a jail cell. I'm saying just. What do you think happens when people get arrested for uh, for underage drinking? They probably go drink again. They go to jail first. They go to the they go to jail and then they drink again. Well, what happened when teenagers used to work during summer vacation? 
all I'm saying is that you know you've got to you've got to put these rules. I mean, it's going to set a bad example if you don't. How about people? You, wait a minute. Why can't each each individual or each family set their own rules for themselves? Why do you have to have some uh, some central agency of uh, force enforcing their viewpoint and what they believe is the right way to do things on everybody? Well, I mean, even right now, you've got parents out there who are probably letting their 15-year-olds drink, parents that, that just don't give a dang about it. And you think those parents, well, no, no, wait a minute, just because there are some parents that allow their teenagers to drink doesn't mean they don't and give a damn. And I probably will. Doesn't mean they don't give a damn. It Do means- you want to take my kid away from me because I'm going to give him beer? No, that just means that they're probably... They're probably just going to do other things that they shouldn't, and they're probably not no, going to no, no. do well my kid, the, No, my kid's going to know how to drink when adulthood comes on. He's not going to go out there like your kid is and get S-faced with his friends because he doesn't understand these things. He's not going to wake up on somebody's porch with a gun in his face. He's not going to end up in, uh, you know, in, in bed with God knows who because he doesn't understand these, uh, these, these, uh, you know, how alcohol works. He's going to figure it out. You can let your kid go out and get taught how, how to drink by by his uh, pimply-faced high school friends. I don't want to do that because I'm not a crappy parent like you're going to be. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I have this issue with my wife because my wife believes in total prohibition in the house. I don't keep any beer in the refrigerator where it's gone the next day. But I, I believe that if I can drink responsibly in front of my kids, have one and that's it, and show them what responsible drinking is, that's a better example than for them to be repressed their whole life, and then they turn 21. And, and I, I agree with you, Mark. Then they go out and they go crazy with their friends because they don't really, they've never had a positive role model to show them that you're supposed to stop after one or two. Well, I mean, if you can, go, if you can find me a, a 16-year-old who can responsibly drink, then, then let him responsibly drink. But on, if you can teach him to responsibly drink, then do it. I knew them when I was 16. But you're not but you see the the prohibition laws as they exist today and that you seem to be advocating do not allow me to do just that with my son. I am not legally allowed to teach my son how to use alcohol. I have to skulk about and do it. Thanks Jed for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, you can't walk into a bar, sit down with the at the I can't the buy bar. alcohol and say, "Look, I'm going to teach my son how to go drink." If somebody finds out about it, they're going to take my kid They'll away. Called CPS. Be- be- yeah. Because people are this nuts about alcohol. Oh my god, it's going to cause the kids to their whole education is going to be wiped out of their brains. It's the devil. <laughs> I mean, it's absolute insanity. You know, when I was a kid, my my Italian grandfather always believed that, you know, you you teach kids how to drink. And we used to have these family dinners, like at Thanksgiving, Christmas, and he always used to pour me a little bit of wine and let me drink it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, <laughs> you know, it yep. was terrible, but at least I got, I, there was no curiosity. I, I knew exactly. what it tasted like. The it, forbidden fruit aspect goes away in the absence of prohibition, in the absence of all these rules. And, and taking that away is a very important thing because when it's forbidden, it's sexy. When yes. it's forbidden, it's attractive. It's cool. But, but when it's not forbidden, then, in, oh, yeah, drinking? Well, my dad wanted to teach me about that last week. Oh, man, that was lame. He's I mean, lame. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so no, I'm not saying it would be like that for everybody, but it's an example. The idea of that it's, it's fun and dangerous to drink as a teenager. You could get in trouble. That makes it more exciting. It's one of the reasons why a lot of people cheat in, in, uh, in a relationship is because, well, it's exciting. You could get caught. It's not as much. It's not as much. Uh, there's not as much excitement there if there's no for, uh, forbidding factor. Same thing with drugs, and that's why that you find in places like uh, Amsterdam, in in the Netherlands, uh, that they once they've legalized the the adult consumption of cannabis, and they haven't even legalized it for teens, but even though they've legalized the adult consumption of cannabis to some extent, 
the teenage use has gone down because it's just that much more accepted in society. It's not a huge deal. It's, it's less not, expensive too, so it doesn't seem as mysterious or as yeah. as as um um I don't know. There's no panache behind all it the anymore. mystery has been taken away. It's the same thing like with uh, with a lady uh, and uh, in revealing clo- clothing or, or wearing sexy clothing versus being naked. In mm-hmm. many cases, the the clothing is more tantalizing and suggestive and sexy than the naked body. Yeah, most itself. people are hotter with clothes on than with all the exactly. Them on. So uh, so we'll come or even a hot girl, Mark. I think could, most people would agree is is more tantalizing and ooh, what's under there if you're looking at. Her with her clothes on. Only for a while. And again, it's the uh, the <laughs> forbidden fruit aspect. All right. Let's go quickly to Jed listening in Wyoming. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jed. Hey. Jed, what's on your mind hey. today? What's up? My, man, I thought you said that other guy's name was Jed. I was like, crap, don't confuse me with that, dude. Did I? I'm sorry if I did. That was Mark. Yeah, I'm the Oh, no, no. It doesn't even matter. Uh, anyway, crap. You guys talked about so many things. I don't know what to tell to bring up now. You better but... pick one because you got about 20 seconds. I was going to uh, say that uh, the prohibition, like when people talk about legalizing hard drugs, or legalizing drugs, they always use the example of marijuana. And the hard drugs, so-called heroin, crack, cocaine, any of those kind of things that people say, generally the addiction is limited just to the fact that like, it's the addiction that creates the problem. They don't they really... Oh, you're still here. I don't know what you said right there. I'm going to dump it. Yeah, it hey, sounded, thanks didn't for sound call. good. Yeah, it didn't sound good. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, anyway, we are uh, out. And thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Mark, as always. We're signing us. off. We will return tomorrow, however. Same time, same place. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention. All active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.